Is the church an afterthought of God? This message is part of the outreach of the Church of Christ that meets in the community of Ben, Arkansas. The building of the church is located about halfway between Heber Springs and Mountain View on Highway 5, services starting at 9.30 Sunday mornings. More can be found at benchurchofchrist.org. There you can find our email address, more about services, and also how to get these messages anytime via podcast, benchurchofchrist.org. Afterthought, not the original thought, but the thought that follows afterwards, typically when something didn't go quite as planned the first round. The question, is the church an afterthought, could be worded another way. Did Christ fail his first time? Before you answer that, why would we even consider that Christ failed his first time? While we can't go into all of the details, there is a group that follow a line of teaching called premillennialism that believe that Christ will return to earth to establish his kingdom. You likely have heard reference of something along the line since Israel and Jerusalem have been in the news as of late. The teaching is that the part of the plan of the second coming is that Christ will literally set foot on the literal earth and establish a literal kingdom that is seated in Jerusalem. In order to maintain this, they have to accept that the initial plan to establish a kingdom, his first time, was not successful. Yes, we've studied the kingdom, the church, recently, but let's consider for our time this morning what all has to be overlooked in order to accept that this initial plan was not successful. If you're still trying to get your brain wrapped around this concept, it it is a tough one. So again, God sent his only begotten son to earth to be a king like David or Solomon, and he would rule on a throne in the city of Jerusalem, but things got out of hand and he was killed prematurely, and he never made it. Therefore, the God uh, that, that had the plan was interrupted, so the plan had to change. That's what we have to accept if we are accepting that Christ will come again to finish what they started, so to speak. So first, let's go back well before Christ came. Remember the visit we had on prophecies and how many prophecies were fulfilled and the odds of such taking place? When we go back and we look at the telling of his coming, what do we read? Isaiah 53 tells a graphic story of the to-be earthly king. Verse 3 says, despised and rejected, a man of sorrows, acquainted with grief, despised, he bore uh, borne our griefs, bruised for our iniquity, chastisement of peace. With his stripes we are healed. Oppressed, in verse 7, he was afflicted as a lamb to the slaughter, taken from prison and from judgment. He made his grave with the wicked. The Passover lamb, the lamb was sacrificed, and the blood from the sacrifice was put over the doorpost, as you recall, so that death did not take the firstborn of the house that had the blood. Christ is referenced as the Passover lamb, sacrificed for the sins of the world. 1 Corinthians 5, 7, 1 Peter 1, 19. Coincident that he died during the week over the observance of the Passover? Eh, perhaps. 
but maybe not. And we continue in verses 10 and 11 of Exodus chapter 12. Yet it pleased the Lord to bruise him. He hath put him to grief. When thou shalt make his soul an offering for sin, he shall see his seed. He shall prolong his days, and the pleasure of the Lord shall prosper in his hand. He shall see the travail of his soul, and, he, and shall be satisfied. By his knowledge shall my righteous servant justify many, for he shall bear their iniquities. And if you recall, when Christ was being crucified, they cast lots to see who was going to get his clothing. The psalmist wrote about this, Psalms twenty-two, eighteen. They part my garments among them and cast lots upon my vesture. In the New Testament, Galatians 3 and 10, For as many as are of the works of the law under the curse, for it is written, Cursed is everyone that continueth not in all things which are written in the book of the law to them. Christ hath redeemed us, verse 13, from the curse of the law, being made a curse for us, for it is written, Cursed is everyone that hangeth on a tree, which comes from Deuteronomy 21 and 23. His death on a tree. Already we've looked at the verse referencing cursed is anyone hanged on a tree. Psalms 22:16 looks at having his hands and his feet pierced. Isaiah 53, pierced for our transgressions. His last words were noted in Psalms 22 and 1. It is finished. In Psalms 31 and 5, Into thy hand I commit my spirit. Thou hast redeemed me, O Lord God of truth. Does that sound familiar? So did they crucify him? They did crucify him. But if you go back and look at the account, they did not take his life. Christ talked about this prior in John chapter 10. Therefore doth my father love me, verse 17, because I lay down my life that I might take it again. No man taketh it from me, but I lay it down myself. I have power to lay it down. I have power to take it again. The resurrection. This commandment have I received of my father. Psalms twenty-two fifteen references intense thirst. Psalm 69 and 21 talks about him being offered gall or sour wine. And in his final act while alive, when Jesus therefore had received the vinegar, he said, it is finished, bowed his head and gave up the ghost. Do we need more? Zechariah prophesied, prophesied a betrayal forsaken by those closest to him. In 13 and 7. It was fulfilled, Mark chapter 14 and verse number 15. Zechariah also named the price, 30 pieces of silver. And what would be done with the money, which was fulfilled in Matthew 37? His body would be mutilated, Isaiah 52 and 14. False witnesses would testify against him, Psalms 35, that he would not make an effort to defend himself, Isaiah 53, that he would be numbered among the lawbreakers, Isaiah 53 and 12, and on and on and on. An afterthought? When the first plan didn't work, a thought that comes in after something didn't go as planned. So again, let's go back and revisit with what is being taught. Dispensational premillennialism is the most common flavor, if you will, of premillennialism today. This doctrine, this false doctrine teaches that Christ will return to set up a literal kingdom on earth over which he will reign in Jerusalem for a literal thousand year period before once again going back to heaven. It is claimed that a period of tribulation will precede this event lasting for seven years and depending on which type of premillennialism is taught Christians are said to have raptured away from this tribulation period before midway through or possibly after this seven year period. Then it is taught that the battle of Armageddon will be fought and the thousand year reign of Christ on earth will commence. 
So in essence, the church is a substitute before the kingdom is established during this period of time, that the kingdom could not have been established the first time through. So let's just ignore all of the foretelling of what was going to happen. Let's find all of those details, those details at the level prophesied about his betrayal, about his trial, about his torture, exact words being said, exact actions that would be taken, details at that level about this earthly kingdom, it does not exist. What does exist are some verses in the Revelation that have to have some very, very wide gaps filled with missing information in order to conceive the plan that we briefly outlined. The church, an afterthought? Let's read about this afterthought and see if we get any sense that it's a Band-Aid just waiting for that real event to transpire. The entire book of Ephesians has much detail about the church, possibly as any other writing. I'd like to start in verse 1 as it builds and builds, but let's drop down to verse number 17. That the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give unto you the spirit of wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of him. Your eyes of understanding be enlightened that you may know what is the hope of his calling, and what are the riches of his glory of his inheritance in the saints, and what is the exceeding greatness of his power to usward, who believe according to the working of his mighty power, which he wrought in Christ when he raised him from the dead and set him on his right hand in heavenly places, far above all principality and power and might and dominion and every name that is named, not only in this world, but also in the world which is to come, and hath put all things under his feet and gave him to be head over all things to the church which is his body the fullness of him that filleth all and all now wait wait a minute what the eternal purpose eternal before the world was created the reason behind abraham isaac jacob moses Aaron, the children of Israel, Jerusalem, the sacrifices, a shadow of things to come, not the very image, Hebrews 10, the eternal purpose or temporary substitute until we can get it right, the fullness of him that filleth all in all. As we have studied, Paul to the Corinthians, when that which is perfect is come, complete. Well, we're just going to have to wait till that thousand year reign is over now, aren't we? The kingdom, revisiting just a bit, Matthew chapter 16. I say unto thee, thou art Peter, and upon this rock I will build my church. And the gates of hell, his death, shall not prevail against it. I will give unto thee the keys of the kingdom of heaven. And whatsoever thou shalt bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. Whatsoever thou shalt loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. After this statement, Christ tells of his death. Christ tells of his resurrection. He knew it was coming. After the baptism of Christ, he was led into the wilderness to be tempted. He returns and makes the following statement, Mark 1 and 15. The time is fulfilled, and the kingdom of God is at hand. Repent ye and believe the gospel. It's 
time. Galatians 4 and 4. When the fullness of time was come, God sent forth his son, made of woman, made under the law, to redeem them that were under the law, that we might receive the adoption of sons. And what? From the time that Jesus began to preach, saying, repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Back to the book of Ephesians, chapter 3, verse 8. Unto me, who am less than the least of all saints, is this grace given, that I should preach among the Gentiles the unsearchable witness of Christ, and make all men see what is the fellowship of the mystery, which we re- talked about recently, which from the beginning of the world had been hid in God who created all things by Christ Jesus. To the intent now, unto the principalities and powers and heavenly places might be known by the church the manifold wisdom of God, according to the eternal purpose which he purposed in Christ Jesus our Lord in whom we have the boldness and access with confidence in him by faith according to the eternal per- how much plainer passage after passage it was planned for eternity from the fall of man in the garden the relationship that God had with man it evolved over the years when God chose a generation a group of people the Jews that that would be a shadow of things to come and in time Christ his only begotten son came and ushered in the next dispensation of time known as the final days and the plan looking back at the sacrifices of old. The Hebrew writer details that the blood of bulls and goats could not accomplish things. That was temporary. But to say that God so loved the world, he he made him a powerful king that man could not touch. But the entire lesson from the beginning, a servant, a humble, obedient, leaving us an example to bypass the church. You've got no choice, friends, but to close your Bibles and ignore page after page after page of the plan of salvation for man, the grace of God, the love of God, the power of God, the love of Christ. No greater love, greater love hath no man than this for a man to lay down his life for his friends. We are not living in a time of transition, just waiting for the real plan of God to be initiated. We are living in the last days. And after this, it's over. It is finished. 1 Thessalonians 4 and 16, For the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout, and with the voice of an archangel and the trump of God, the dead in Christ shall rise first. Then we, we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the ever. So shall we ever be with the Lord. The church is not an afterthought. It is by the grace of God, the plan of salvation to everyone that believes to the Jew first, also to the Greek. Our time is gone. We thank you very much for joining us. We look forward to visiting with you next week at this time. Until then, we bid you a very blessed day.